Shalom to all. Today's office is Yushalmi Brachastaf Peitas. We are starting about the seventh line with the words Amr of Acha. And in the Vilna Surah Sadaf, it's Samachdal Amr Aleph, about seven lines up from the bottom with the same words Amr of Acha. And today's office sponsor, Lilu Nishmas, Mars, Miram, Sarabas, Yaakov, Moshe, Hernish, Shama, Shadav, and Aliyah. Now, the Gemara previously gave two reasons why we have earthquakes. And now we're going to have a couple more. Amr of Acha, he says, Ba'avin Mishka Zachar, it's because of the sin of homosexuality. Amakar Baruch Hashem says, Atazizata Ivarchal, Davar Sheinish Alcha, you made your limbs true. Tremble because of something which is not yours. by your life, I'm going to make my whole world shake because of that man. The reason why there's earthquakes is because machlekes. The pasuk says, You're going to flee to the valley of the mountains. For the valley of the mountains will reach till Atzal. The Gaimer and the continuation of the pasuk is really the key over here. The continuation of the pasuk is Venastem, and you're going to flee. Like you fled from the earthquake. In the days of Uzi Melch Huda, and Uzi had caused the machlekes with the Kahanim, so we see that an earthquake is caused caused machlekes. Now, Rav Shmuel, Rav Shmuel says it's not so. Ein rash ella hefsek malchus. An earthquake comes when there's a malchus, a kingdom that's about to end. The pasuk says, The land shook and shuddered. Why is that? Because thoughts of Hashem rose against Bavel. This is when Hashem, so to speak, thought about destroying Bavel. There was an earthquake brought to the world. So we see the reason why an earthquake comes is because a kingdom is about to end. And the same thing with Uzziah. Uzziah's kingdom was about to end, and that's why there was an earthquake. The Gemara continues, why did Hashem create Shkasim and Ramasim? Discussing creatures and creepy crawlies. So Ramallah said, He created them for a purpose. At the time when his creation sinned, he looks at them and he says, Just like these, that there's really no need for them. There's no need for these creepy crawlies. Still, I keep them alive, says Hashem. These, these are my creations. These are people. There is a tzarek for them in the world. Like Hal Shekain, for sure I should keep them alive. Now Ramallah told him, there's a real need for these shkatsim and ramasim. Zvov, a fly, letzira, is used for a bee sting or a wasp sting. Peshpesh, a bed bug, is used la'alukta, to heal a leech bite. Nachash, lechfafis, a snake is used for boils. Shachlun, a slug, lechazayas, is used for sores. And samamis, a spider, la'akrav, is used for a scorpion bite. Now we have said in the Mishnah, al-abrakim, on lightning, a person has to make a bracha. It's sufficient to make a bracha on lightning once throughout the entire day. Now Rabbi Yezir, Rabbi Yezir says, in which manner do we establish this in? In Beturdin, Literally, this means if it's busy, which means if the clouds remain in the sky, the clouds are always there, so then a person only needs to make a bracha on lightning once. But in Bimafsikin, if the clouds had dispersed and it's clear skies, and then they gathered once again, and now there's lightning again, he would have to make a bracha on lightning every time that happens. And the Gemara tells us, strength, which means his riot for this is from the following. We have a member a person sitting in his spice shop all day. He only makes a bracha on these spices once. If he's walking in and out, in and out, he makes a bracha every single time. Now the Gemara tells us also when they came to the base medrash, they send the name of Rabbi If there's constantly clouds in the sky, then we only make a bracha once during the day. However, if the clouds disperse and then they gathered afterwards, you make a bracha every time that happens. 
Let's say a person's in the restroom, or he's in the bathhouse, and he's not able to make a bracha. So what does he do when he sees lightning? If he's able to leave this area and make a bracha, so he should leave. But if he can't do so, so he shouldn't leave. He asked the following question. Let's say a person's inside his house and he's unclothed, so he can't make a bracha without wearing clothing. Is he able to make his house itself like a piece of clothing? And how does he do that? He could put his head outside the window and make a bracha. If he sticks his head outside the window, that means his body's inside the house, his head's outside his house, so now it's considered like he's wearing a robe over his body, so maybe he can make a bracha in such a situation. Or, let's say he's sitting in a closet and he's unclothed. Could he treat this closet as if it's a piece of clothing? And he'll stick his head outside of a window or outside of an opening that's in this closet. And make a bracha. I wouldn't have an answer to this question. And the Gemara continues. We had said in the Mishnah, what bracha does he make on Ruchais on winds? Blessed is the one whose power, whose strength fills the world. Now the Gemara tells us, Masnisa, the Mishnah is telling us, when they come in a fury, when the winds are coming as if they're angry, if there's very powerful winds, but they're coming very pleasantly, so then a person says, and our Yishu Ben Chanani says as follows, when wind goes out into the world, Hashem breaks it against the mountains, and weakens it against the hills, and he tells the wind, pay attention not to damage my creations. Now, Matan, what's the source for that? Because the Pasuk says, for the wind from before me is Yatoif. Now, what does Yatoif mean? Meshal he lay, it shall be weakened. And how do we know Yatoif means to be weakened? Kemadat Amar, the Pasuk says, olai ruchi, when my spirit becomes weak on me. We see this Lashon of Yatoif means to be weakened. And Pete Sonbez on top, we continue with this. Kalkachlama, why all this? So Rav Chana says, Beshem Rav Acha, the Pasuk tells us, Unushamas Aniosisi, and souls I have made, meaning, Beshvil Nushamas Shasisi, because of the souls that I have made. In other words, Hashem says, because of the souls that I have made, I don't want them to be destroyed, I don't want them to be hurt or ruined or damaged, so therefore I weaken the wind. And now Rav Hunavunu says, There were three places or three times that the wind went out. It was totally out of proportion. And it wanted to destroy the entire world. One of the days of Yaina Navi, one of the days of Yaina Navi, and one of the times of Iyav. How do we know this? What does it say in the Pasuk? And Hashem sent out or cast out a very strong wind. What does it say in the Pasuk? A very great wind came from across the desert. And had we known the days of Elio, as it says in the Pasuk, and Hashem was passing, and a great and mighty wind that breaks mountains passed by. He argues on this. Why don't we say that that wind that came out in times of Eoiv, that was only for Eoiv. Eoiv was the only one affected by it. And Yoin as well, he was the only one affected affected by it. In the Cha'el Yo, you only have a raya from this one of El Yo, Kosmikon, that was universal, that went to the whole world. As the Pasuk says, V'hine Hashem Oiver V'goymer, and Hashem was passing, and the Pasuk continues, V'achkach Rash, afterwards there was an earthquake, V'achar Rash Eish, and after the earthquake there was fire, Loi Be'esh Hashem, Hashem wasn't in the Eish. And over there it's mashma in the Pasuk that the entire world felt this wind, not just El Yo. Now continue to explain the Mishnah, Rebbe Yudah, Rebbe Yudah said, Horai Sayyama Gadol, someone that sees the Yama Gadol, Aymer, he says, Barsha Asa Sayyama Gadol. And this was only 
if he sees it, prakim, every once in a while. How often is every once in a while? Once every 30 days. Meaning a person who only makes a bracha in the Yamagadal if he sees it once every 30 days. But if it's within that 30 days, he doesn't make a bracha. Now, once we mention this time period of with 30 days, so we continue something similar. Shimon come to Raya, Sha'al Barba. Shimon come to Raya, ask Rabchia Barba the following question. Begin because I'm a donkey driver, I go up to Yushalayim every year. Should I tear Kriya? When I see the Makkah Mikdash in its destroyed state, should I tear Kriya then? So Amalei told him, If it's within 30 days, so then you don't have to tear Kriya. But if it's after 30 days, so then you have to tear Kriya. Now, once we had this Shimon come to Raya, we continue with another member from him. Rav Chono, Vishimon come to Raya, Vishim Rav Shmobar Nachman, they said. The Basak tells us, Yohainasan, the son of Gershaim, the son of Menashe. Now, this Yohainasan was the grandson of Moshe Rabbeinu, and he was a Kayin for Avaid Now, what's this member that they told us? Nun Taloi, the Nun of the word Menashe, is hanging, which means it's slightly above the other letters. Now, what do we learn from there? Imzacha ben Moshe, if Yohainasan is Zaychadu Tshuva Shlema, then he'll be considered to be the son of Moshe Rabbeinu, and therefore we could, so to speak, remove the Nun, and then we only have the letters Mem Shin He over here, which is Moshe. Vimlav, but if he's not Zaychadu, meaning he doesn't do Tshuva, ben Menashe, then we'll just consider him to be the son of Menashe. We know that Menashe is one of the kings of Am Yisrael who did a lot of Avodah But now Chavrai Ba and Kumei Rab Shmuel Bar Nachman, his friends, his colleagues, asked in front of Rab Shmuel Bar Nachman, He was a priest for Avodah Zara and he had long days. He lived very long. It's mashed from Psukim and Shaiftim that he lived over a thousand years. If he really was Moshe Rabbeinu's grandson, well, we see that he was exiled in the times of Sancheirev, which is more than a thousand years. How is it possible that he was a priest for Avodah Zara and he lived so long? So Amalani told him, "Aidei Shahaya Inay Tzar it's because he was very stingy with his Avodah How is it that he was stingy with his Avodah So this is what would happen. A person would come to this Yohainasan and he wanted to be makriv in ox or sheep or a goat for his Avodah But Amar Lein, he would tell him, Please appease your Avodah for me. Yohainasan would tell this fellow, What's it going to help you? He doesn't see, he doesn't hear, he doesn't eat, he doesn't drink, it doesn't do good or do bad to you. It doesn't even speak. So what do you want to do this for? So Amalei, the fellow would tell him, So what should I do? I'd like to do something for the Avaita Zara. So Amalei, Yohannesan would tell this fellow, Ezel Avid, go and prepare, Va'aisili, and bring for me, Chad Pinach Desailas, one dish of flour, Va'askin Aloi Eser Bein, and place ten eggs on it, Va'askin Kumai, and place it in front of him, V'hu Achal Mikol Ma'da'asi, and he's going to eat from whatever you bring it, Va'anam Afayas Allah, and I'm going to appease it for you. Now, even to Azaleh, once his fellow left, have a so Yohainasan, he would eat the food that the guy brought. So this is called being stingy with his Avodah Zara. And because of that, he got a lot of schar that he got to live very long. Now, Zemna Chada, one time, Asa Chadbar Pachin, a very wise fellow, came along, Amalei Kane, so Yohainasan gave him his whole spiel. Amalei, so the fellow told him, If this Avodah Zara can't do anything for you, Atma Avid Hacha, so what are you doing over here? So Amalei, he told him, Begin Chaye, for my livelihood. I need to make a Parnasa, and this is the way I make a Parnasa. Now, what happened with this Yohainasan? So Kim once David Amalek became king, he sent for this Yohainas son. Amalei, he told him, Ad ben You're the grandson of that tzaddik, Moshe Benu, and you're doing Avayt Zara? Amalei, he told him, I have the following tradition, the following Kabbalah for my grandfather, Moshe It's better to sell yourself Avayt Zara and not to come onto people. And I need a Parnassah and I don't want to take handouts, so this is what I do. Amalei, David Amalek told him, That's not what Moshe Rabbeinu said. Ella, this is what he said. You should sell yourself to 
avaida, which is strange for you, and don't come on to people. Meaning, even if you don't really know how to do this work, it's not really your profession, it's not your thing, still, you should do that job and not have to come to handouts. So that's what your grandfather meant. Now, Kivan Shura, David Kachshuayev Maman, once David Amelch saw that he really just loved money, he wanted a lot of money. Ma'asa, so what did David Amelch do? Hamidu Kaimais, he made him a minister, Alte Savrayas Shalai, on all of his treasuries. Now, though, Dechsev, that's Shalom Pasuk, Ushvuel ben Gershain ben Maisha, Nagad al Now, what does this have to do with anything? So the Gemara explains, Shavuel, why are we calling Yehoinus on Shavuel? Sheshav el kel, b'chal libay b'chal kaychai, that he returned to Hashem with all of his heart and with all of his strength, and nagid al hay tzareis, shemino al tesavreis shalai. He was appointed over David Amel's treasuries. But now, Masivim Rishmol Bar Nachman, the Esr Shmol Bar Nachman, Falksev, but it says in the Pasuk, Ad yom galais ha'aret, until the day the land was exiled, implying that he was a priest for Avayda Zara all the way until the exile of Samcherev. So we see that he didn't do tshuva. So Amalayan, he explained to them, Kivan Shemez David, once David died, Ahmad Shlomai Vechil of Sanklitin Shalai. Shlomai Melch got up and he exchanged all of his ministers. And Machazel Kakuli Arisha, and he went back to his original Kilkul, his original Avera, since he lost his position as being in charge of the treasuries, so he went back to serving Avay Dezara. And Adod Echsev, that's Pshaan Pasuk. The Pasuk tells us, Venavi Echad Zaken Yeshev Beis Kel Vagaymer. There was a Navi, this is referring to a false Navi, who was very old, living in Beis Kel, and Amrin, they said, Hu Hava, that's him. When the Pasuk says that there was this old Navi in Bezkel, that's referring to this Yohaina son. And going back to talking about brachas, Harayas Achamah Bitkufasa, someone who sees the sun at the beginning of its cycle. And what's the sun at the beginning of its cycle? So this happens once every 28 years, that Kufas Nisan falls out on Leil Dalid, which is precisely when Hashem placed the Ma'iris in the sky by Briyas Ha'ilam. Now just as an aside, when the Gemara says Achamah Bitkufasa, that's referring to Birchas Achamah that happens once every 28 years. And Veshalvan Bitkufasa, someone sees the moon at the beginning of its cycle. And this is when the new cycle of the moon begins by Mazel Tleh, and it's not leaning towards the north or to the south. And this is also exactly the way the moon was by Briyas Ha'ilam. And we're not going to get into all the astronomical calculations right now explaining what this is talking about, perhaps in Masechus Rosh Hashanah when we get there. But if the person sees the sun or moon at this state, or the sky in its clarity, so he says, Baruch Isa Now just explaining this last part where we say, He says, this was said only in the winter months, after three straight days of rain, and then the winds come and they blow away all the clouds, then the sky is so clear, that's when we're supposed to make the bracha. And now they have not seen light, and the continuation of the Pasuk is when the Shemaim is clouded over, and then a wind passes and clears it, and the next Pasuk says, from the north, the sunshine comes from before Hashem of awesome splendor. So it's at this particular time that the sky is so wonderfully clear, this is considered awesome splendor of Hashem, so that's when a person would make a bracha on clear skies. We're going to stop here for the day, pick up tomorrow, continue to talk about brachas on the moon and other things. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.